Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Robbie Riggs. Welcome to the Way I See It podcast. This show provides a safe space for anyone to share their thoughts, stories, and opinions. Let's get into today's episode. And what's up, everybody? Hope y'all are having an amazing, amazing week. I am Robbie Riggs, as always. Welcome to the show. I am your host for any of you who are new. Today, I had the great pleasure of sitting down with one of my favorite, favorite people of all time. I just got to know him a few days ago, but we are already amazing friends. We chat almost every second day. (laughs) And his name is Romeo Barnes. Now, Romeo is an author, and he is the host of the Big Wheel Podcast. I hope I'm saying that right, Romeo. Sorry, forgive me. But... Uh, He hosts that podcast with his friend Quincy, and their show is all about, uh, it's mostly for able-bodied people, believe it or not. You would think that it's for uh, disabled people, but no, it's actually for able-bodied people. And one of the things that they really chat about is, you know, they're very big on advocacy, they're very big on disability uh, representation, And I just thought this is going to be a great conversation to have. And honestly, when you talk with a guy like Romeo, you feel very inspired because he just, he just has so much wisdom and he has so much perspective, which is very, very, very important for a lot of people to hear from the disability community. Because, you know, oftentimes when you think of people with disabilities, you think, oh, they're low functioning and whatever. And yes, this guy is in a wheelchair, but you know what? He is more than that. He is a man who is basically left to his own to his own time machine, if that makes sense, to his own time clock. Meaning, he does things on his own time. He thinks his own way. He has his own thoughts. And he is just an amazing, amazing, amazing man to chat with. He is so inspirational, has so much wisdom to share. Uh, We didn't really talk much in this conversation about what he does for a living, but he is also a jiu-jitsu teacher. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that out there. We will be doing another episode, everybody, so you will get to hear more from him very shortly. Uh, I just wanted, for this episode though, I wanted to have, I guess, I just want, because I was getting to know him myself, so I wanted to have more of an introductory conversation but trust me, I want to really pick this guy's brain because he is definitely, definitely an amazing, amazing man to talk with. And I sort of call I sort of call him a legend because he is a legend. <laughs> I almost said cool. I'm not New Yorker, everybody. I'm not from New York. So anyways, with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoy today's conversation. And, uh, you know, we'll be doing another episode with him. And Quincy, possibly, because Quincy's his best friend. So I might do two of them in, in the same in the same room. We'll see. But here's my conversation with the one and only Romeo Barnes. Enjoy. All right, man. So welcome to the show, Romeo. See that rhymes. <laughs> yeah, it does. What's yeah. up, guys? Hey, yeah, doing? man. It is so great, so great to have you here. You are so cool. He is a new podcaster, ladies and gentlemen. 
and with his man Quincy, who was going to record with us, but something happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. He just didn't you only come. get one half of the Wheel of Life show today. Exactly. You only get one. We'll get the other one soon. But it's okay. Exactly. It's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll live. But first of all, Romeo, tell everybody who you are, what the, uh, what's the name of that show again? The Wheel Life Show. The Wheel Life Show. That's right. Tell everybody who you are and what the Wheel Life Podcast is all about. Uh, my name is Romeo. I am a podcaster with my friend Quincy, a published author and a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. I always have to say that very slowly because words. Um, I'm just, I'm a very artistic person. I'm very chill for the most part. Just, I, there, I have, you know, things as an artist that I like and don't like. And that, that may be something we can get into. The Wheel Life Show particularly is about disability and two different perspectives of it. Quincy uh, acquired his disability um, through uh, violence, which we talk about on our show. And I was born with my disability. I have cerebral palsy. So you get two different, two different perspectives on disability when you listen to our show. And that's it. That's amazing. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I was looking at a little bit of uh, your show, and it's such a cool gap. I mean, I didn't really notice it when I was looking at it, but now that I got to actually talk with you, it's an amazing, amazing gap to be like, okay, this is what happens. This is two different perspectives. And what I love most and what I really appreciate is that you guys are not afraid to be yourselves, you know? It's just, it's just really all we're trying to do is have a conversation while we educate people. Because a lot of able-bodied people don't fucking get it. They just don't. They think they have to either protect us because we're weak, or they think they did something wrong or we did something wrong or whatever. I don't know what's going on in their head. And our show is about, you don't have to do anything except let, let us live our lives. That's the whole point of our show. And we, we want to educate you so that you as an able-bodied person are able to do that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I feel that there are a lot of times where people with disabilities have trouble making able-bodied friends. Um, yes, that is likely, very true. How do you how do you feel about making able-bodied friends? Is it is it hard for you? Like, because I know for me, it's been very difficult for me. I really don't have much real able-bodied friends. I have acquaintances. But most of my friends are either blind or have other disabilities. And to me, I, I don't mind that, but I'd like to, you know, be able to meet someone who doesn't have a disability and classify them as a friend. It's just, it's really difficult for me. So how do you, how does it, how do you feel the same way or what are your thoughts on that? Very good question. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this. Were you born blind? Yes, I was, I was born blind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. See, that makes a lot of difference because you were born blind. So everybody wants to help you. And see, this is, this is what I was just talking about. Everybody wants to help you. They don't want to be your friend. They just want to make sure you're okay so they can feel good about themselves. See, so the way you get friends is you make yourself independent enough to tell those people who just want to help you that they don't need to be around anymore. And then you'll get the people who actually like you as Robin. And for me, most of my friends, I do have friends that are in wheelchairs, but most of my friends that I, um, that I have regular communication with, um, they're able-bodied people. Um, and so while I do have friends with disabilities, my relationship with them is different than my relationship with my able-bodied friends. And that's just always gonna be the case. And that's something you as a disabled person will have to get used to because you have to, you actually have to teach people how to be uh, your friend, especially if it's something you, especially if it's a new relationship. And, and it's the same with anything really. With I made a whole YouTube video on uh, when you get into a sport, you have to teach your coach how to coach you because they don't know. It, it's something it's something you need to actually actively practice. Um, just tell people I can do this. I know how to do this. Um, if I if I need help, I will ask you for it. And this is this is how you are a friend to me, because every friendship, every relationship of any kind is, is different. You're not going to treat two girlfriends the same way. Or two boyfriends. It's, it's just that's not how it works. So you have to establish what kind of friendship it is, and what what you want out of that friendship. And then from there, you can go on and and establish your boundaries and your rules, and 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 tell each other what is um, acceptable and how this friendship should work, what is okay and what's not. So true, so true. And I love how that was put because there are so many times where, I don't know about you, but I've tried to make friends with embodied people and it was just very difficult because you don't really know how to teach somebody how to be your friend because an average able-bodied person, when they meet someone on the internet or on the street, they're just like, oh, um, you know, yeah, man, let's go out for dinner. Let's, but when you have a, when you have a disability and you're faced with an able-bodied person who doesn't have that disability, it can make them feel very uncomfortable. So I love what you said about that. Um, that, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And it's also, it, it, it really starts from the same sort of template. You have to have things in common. I can't be friends with a guy who, wants to talk about astronauts all day because I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know how else you want me to say it, but that's the truth. But if the guy loves basketball or sports or video games, we could talk for years about all kinds of things. The generational gap in sports, uh, how this generation thinks LeBron is better than Mike 
and they're right because the time is different. Um, you know, how everyone misses Kobe or how Wayne Gretzky is the greatest hockey player of all time or how, if we're talking about writing, how, um, you know, Langston Hughes doesn't get enough credit. There, there are things, you have to have common commonalities. If you don't, there's no point in a friendship with anyone. Yeah, so true, so true. Mm-hmm. So my advice to, to close that out is um, find a commonality with this. With it, for the first thing you need to do is talk to them. Okay, and you don't need, and this is a big mistake. You don't need to put your disability up front. Um, you if you have to. If it's something you can't hide, if it's like, um, if it's like cerebral, cerebral palsy, like mine, you know, I have a wheelchair, so I can't hide. They're going to ask, you know, you're blind, you walk around with your cane, so they're going to ask. If, if, if it's those types of disabilities, you can, you just make them a part of the conversation. Don't make them the, the, don't make them the, the, the vanilla in the ice cream sundae, just make them the cherry. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I love that because like, yeah, you know, I feel like on the internet, especially now in COVID times, I feel like I'm always telling somebody I'm blind, I'm blind. It's like I wish I could just stop doing that, but it's like I feel like I have to because it's such an important part of my life. So, and you're right, it is, but that's something they need. That's something they need to know when they decide you know i you know i want this friendship to if we're just on the internet like right now we're just talking and we're on we're on our phones on zoom and we're just talking right now i don't need to know that you're blind that doesn't matter we're not going to a restaurant you know i'm not meeting you for lunch so it doesn't matter that you're blind you see what i mean yeah, when, no, when exactly. I say, when I say when I say Robbie, let's go have a lunch so we can discuss how we're gonna do this next episode, or or let's go ha- let's go to this movie so we you know so we can do whatever. Then you need to tell me because now I need to know because that changes um, how things are going to work when we're when we're in this media in this place whatever. If we're talking about dating, that's a different thing. Yeah, so how would you discuss dating? Because dating is such a, a broad topic, right? Okay. I'm, I'm, how, I'm, how would you discuss dating? I'm just curious. Dating when you're disabled is shit. So if you're new, get ready. I'm sorry. It's awful. But it's something that we have to do as humans. Um, this is what you do. How do, how do I discuss what in, in dating? Yeah. So like, how, how do you discuss, like, how do you discuss, um, you know, meeting someone online, especially in these times, um, going on dates, um, being, you know, being, being a good husband or a good, or a good wife as someone who's disabled, um, being a good boyfriend or girlfriend, stuff like that. Um, so the first thing you need to do is decide that you actually like this person, right? 
and you want to go out on a date with them and whatever, whatever. Now, we, it, I'm, I don't want to put roles to this and say it depends on who asks you out or whatever, but when it, when it is brought up, that is the time when you need to go or, or you know, because nowadays the kids just want to come to your house and be like, let's hang out. It's like, what? But anyway, when that is brought up, you need to go, look, I'm blind. Um, so you're probably going to have to come here. And when you come here, uh, don't move my fucking coffee mug because I put it there so I know where it is. Or, what you know, whatever your thing is, you know. You know, I tell people all the time, if you have stairs, I cannot come to your house. That's not happening. And they go, you don't like me. Okay, bye. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with that at this point. I'm too old for that. You don't like me. You want to come to my house? Bro, I just told you I have cerebral palsy. You said you like me, so I told you this. And I cannot come to your house if your house has stairs. That's just not a thing. It's not possible. Why? Because I can't get into your house. Are you going to pick me up? And then they go, uh, exactly. You're not going to pick me up and carry me inside. So I can't come to your house. Fuck off. Anyway. No, like, man, that, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Like, yeah, I mean, if they're not, if they're not going to be accommodating you, then fuck them. Like, they're not people that you need to be in your life. And I really, I really, and I don't mean to plug these people too much, but Shane and Hannah are two YouTubers and they are husband and wife. And it's like, it is very difficult because Shane is, Shane uh, has muscular dystrophy mm-hmm. and Hannah's fully able. But mm-hmm. Shane, it's, I don't want to say he's lucky for finding Hannah, but he almost is because a lot of people would not feel comfortable feeding someone because she has to feed him. She has to do all these things. So it's like, I am grateful that he found someone. I don't, I don't like to say that he's lucky because I don't want to paint disabled people like, Oh, we're lucky if we find the man we want, but you don't want to paint him as helpless. I get exactly. I don't want to paint them as helpless, but at the same time, it's like, he is fucking lucky that he found Hannah because if he didn't find Hannah, he would not, he would be with his parents the rest of his fucking life until he was 50. You know? Yeah, I agree completely. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now uh, I'd like to kind of search the conversation over to mental health. Have you ever, as a person with a disability, have you ever experienced uh, anxiety and all that stuff? Because I've read studies that say, people with disabilities are 10 times like more likely to live with mental health issues. So what's your kind of take on that? Like, how do you, how do you feel about mental health? Do you suffer with it? Like, is it important to you? Do you self care? Like talk about mental health for a second. I don't know the numbers, but that's probably correct. If it's not correct, it is wrong because there are more people and not less. Um, have I suffered from anxiety, depression, all of that? Yes. Yes. Um, for multiple reasons. Uh, as far as, because jujitsu tournaments are scary. Well, they used to be. Now they're like cakewalks. I go there and I laugh because it's fun. 
that's because I've been doing it since I was 18 years old. I'm 34 now, but when I was 18, it was the scariest thing I've done in my life. Um, as far as um, self-care for that, there are many different things you can do. There's, there's um, medication, there's therapy, which I've, ne I've never done therapy. Uh, and then there's, of course, any sort of dopamine boosts. Um, and that works per particularly well for depression. Uh, find a dopamine boost, a good one, not a, not a, uh, you know, a, a, a something that is illegal. Find a good one and those sorts of things and figure out whatever your dopamine boost is, whether that's going to run or whatever. I always tell people, just find your dopamine boost. And I'm going to be honest. If you have to smoke weed, just do it. Um, just do it. I have very um, specific stances on medical marijuana, and we don't have to get into those if you don't want to, but I don't see an issue with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are there's a difference between using marijuana for illegal use and using it for anxiety. And I feel like if you just, if you have to use it, then use it. Um, yeah, anxiety, depression, or pain. Um, and as a person who lives in pain every single day of my life, like I'm only in pain, I'm only not in pain when I'm either high or asleep. So I know what pain is like, and um, it's not fun. So if you have to use marijuana, nobody's gonna judge you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I know for me, uh, I suffer with anxiety as well. Uh, generalized anxiety disorder to be exact. And uh, I sometimes I have to, for me, self-care is extremely important because if I don't do self-care, I cannot, I cannot impact other people the way I want to. Exactly. And that's what we do. What we do. So exactly. Exactly. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so kind of staying on self-care, I know, I know you're very passionate about jujitsu. Um, does that help you when you are feeling at your lowest doing jujitsu? Yes. I'll say yes. Because as a martial artist, there, every martial artist will tell you this. We have a love-hate relationship with our discipline, okay? Whatever that is, okay? It's because we love what our discipline does for us, but training, when we, especially if we're training for like a competition or something like that, training sucks a lot of the time. But when you get out of there, you feel good. Um, so does it help me? Yes. Um, when I'm on the way there, I, I, I just, I don't, I'm thinking about whatever is going on with my body, with the day, with the week, whatever. Once I hit those blue mats, um, all of that goes away because I have to worry about somebody choking me. So like none of that is important. And then when I get out of there, I feel, you know, I feel better. I know I have to go back to these problems, 
but now I have a sort of cloak um, to to protect me while I go into battle these problems once again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have like these sort of tools in place where uh, you can that you can kind of go to, which is really really important. I know for me, yes, um, tools exactly. That's a much better way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Um, now I don't know about you, but I kind of get to a point where if I don't ask for a lot of assistance with doing things like sending emails and stuff because of accessibility issues and because I'm constantly having to remember keyboard commands and stuff when I'm on the internet and sending messages and stuff, I get very burnt out very quickly. So I was wondering if you would kind of experience those, I mean, you're not blind, but I was wondering if you kind of experienced those same kind of things where if you do certain things that makes you tired a lot quicker and that makes you, you know, burn out easier. Uh, yeah. Cause I have, uh, Scoliosis, it's my secondary condition. We talk about those on our show. Secondary conditions that come with your uh, primary disability. Uh, we talk about those on our show. But I have scoliosis as well as cerebral palsy. And so sitting for a very long time makes me very tired and is very painful. Um, especially if I'm purposely trying to sit up straight, which is what you should do, of course because it helps your spine, it helps train your muscles, it helps your back, et cetera. But that is very tiring. And so I live in a constant conundrum of, you have to sit up straight because it's better for your back, uh, but, and you have to use a wheelchair to get around, but the same thing you used to get around is what's hurting you because you have to sit up straight and you're gonna sit in this pain for as long as you need to sit to get this thing done. So yes, do, do, does doing certain things for an extended period of time make me tired and burn me out, burn my body out? Absolutely, yes. Mentally though, when we're talking about being burnt out mentally, that's a lot more difficult for me to handle than being burnt out physically, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. makes sense that that makes that makes total sense now um the other sad thing too about you know in your in, in some of these not necessarily in your case but mm -hmm. in a lot of other cases of people in wheelchairs is they have to depend on caregivers and a lot of caregivers can be extremely extremely abusive to people with disabilities because they think that people with disabilities are just other targets that they can dump all their shit on. And so I was wondering if you had any advice to people who are going through that right now, because it, you know, people um, in wheelchairs or people who have other issues that they're more likely to face some sort of abuse, I would imagine. Uh, I've heard stories. I myself have not faced any of that. But I've heard stories. The first thing I will say to you is go to a, uh, a self-defense class. Not a self-defense class at the YMCA. Don't do that. Don't, that's, that's not what you need. You need somebody who's actually going to train with you. You, don't, you need somebody who's going to make you have to defend yourself. 
And what I mean by that is not that they're going to beat you up. It's that they're going to teach you how to use your body the way you're supposed to, the way to use it to defend yourself. Karate was for farmers, okay? People, your body does, no martial arts instructor is going to teach you to do things that your body can't do. Any good martial arts instructor will be able to adapt to you and help you learn to defend yourself, whether that's with a weapon or not. Um, so that's the first thing I said. The second thing, and these should actually be done together, not um, separately, is to actually go get some help, whatever that help is, whether it's counseling, professional counseling from a psychologist or psychiatrist, and, and report this person would be the, the final thing. All of these things, of course, should be done together, not in any particular order. But those are the things you need to be uh, doing. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. And I would say, don't make it, it's not, this is easier said than done, right? But mm -hmm. I would say to people with disabilities who are living in long-term care homes and who are being abused, if there are any, it's not your fault that oh, this is happening not. to you. Absolutely not your fault. Never was. It never was and it never will be. Um, and so if someone is abusing you, you have every right to go in there and say, number one, stop touching me. I don't like that. And number two, report them and do what Romeo said, get karate. And this is probably a random thing to bring up. But the reason I brought it up was because, I'm, you know, my listeners, this happens to disability people all the time. All the time. Yeah. That's what all I'm the it happens more than... It happens more than you think to any yeah. able-bodied people listening out there. It happens so much more than you think. And it's never reported. And it's never, exactly, it's never reported. And so yeah. this is why I kind of brought this up to anyone who's listening and thinking, why is Robbie you thinking talking about this? Because it happens way too often to my community. And we are treated, we are treated in a way where we are just targets for people to dump their shit on, which is not right. Yeah. And it's not even about the martial arts you take. It's not about karate. It's not about jujitsu. It's not about boxing. Whatever you choose to take that works for you, take that and use the tools that it's going to give you to help yourself. Because it's not only about the self-defense. It's going to make you a more confident person, a stronger person, a faster person. All those things are going to happen. You probably won't even realize that they're happening. But the abuse will stop because you are now a better human. Exactly. And that's where it comes down to self-grace is very important. Giving yourself grace and giving yourself passion and being passionate about yourself so much. That you're like, I am not going to take this from anybody, regardless of who they are. That's yes. the thing. And that's what I'm going to close this conversation good. out as is that if you are being abused, it is not your fault. Do what Romeo said. Do the things I suggested if you want to. And just be, be aware that you are a human being and you deserve happiness and you deserve all the love and all the support that you desire. So um, the last kind of topic I want to touch on with you, Mint, it's coming up on an hour here, is the fact that when we're on the internet, 
as disabled people, we get criticized. I am lucky I've not gotten criticized that much, if at all. Um, I've only gotten voice messages from you and Quincy, but I just want to say you've been on a lot longer than I have. I was wondering if you can kind of give some advice to people who want to start a YouTube channel or a TikTok or a podcast, but they're afraid of able-bodied people, you know, thinking that they're, you know, that their wheelchair is weird or that, you know, they're, they don't have, they shouldn't have a voice or what's your, what's your kind of advice to people who are in wheelchairs and all these other things that want to start YouTube channels and stuff like that. Do it. Okay. Just do it. Cause somebody's going to talk anyway. And if they have something to say about your wheelchair or your, or your assisted walking device or whatever it is, fuck them. Because when they have to use it, they're going to call you and ask you, how does it work? So having said that, just just do it because you're going to get the comments anyway. It's going to happen. You're going to get your wheelchair is weird. Um, you know, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't give people advice because you've never walked in our shoes because that's a joke because you're in a wheelchair and you can't walk. You've never walked in our shoes. Uh, all that shit. It's going to happen. So it's going to happen and there's nothing you can do about it. So you just got to do it. The, the, what you do to cope with that is don't read the comments. Okay. Tell people to comment down below on your video and things of that sort. Tell that. Tell them that because that's called engagement. That's how you get your views on YouTube. Algorithm tip for you people. Um, even if they click dislike, it's still engagement for you. That is good. That's all the algorithm actually cares about. So tell them the comment, tell them the like, tell them all of that. But you don't have to read the comment. Now, if it's a particular video and you say, I'm going to read the comments because I want ideas for this thing, then read the comments and filter out the bullshit. But, you know, if it's a regular video and you're talking about the day you're vlogging, you don't have to read those comments. The comments don't make your video. You make your video. So just make it. Well said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to podcasting, it's like, you know what? Who gives a shit what? I mean, you always have to be careful a little bit. Like, don't say, if you're, if you're talking about someone, don't say who they are. Don't say their name unless it's something good. <laughs> um, but if it's, if you, but don't, you, the worst thing I feel like you could do and so many social media people make this as a mistake. Don't use your podcast to vent. Yeah. Don't, don't be an angry pod podcaster. Yes. Angry don't. podcaster is the worst kind. Yeah. Don't use your podcast to vent. Because I'm listening, bro. Yeah. I don't just, use your YouTube channel to vent, you know? So. Yeah. Because this is the thing. I'm going to tell you what. I, as a podcaster, am going to tell you why that never works. It's because I'm listening to you going to work. Nobody listens to podcasts and only listens to the podcast. I'm listening to you going to work or I'm, I'm on a fishing boat waiting on the fish to bite. I'm doing something else. I'm driving something. I'm working out. I don't actually care what the issue is. I don't care what made you mad. You're just background noise. Okay, so the thing you have to do as a podcaster is make them 
care about you as people. And nobody wants to listen and care about people who bitch all the time. Yeah, exactly. And the worst thing you can do is use it because a lot of people say, oh, this is like therapy. Yes, it can be, but don't replace it for a therapist or a counselor. 120% agree with that. You know, that's not what a podcast is for. And I feel like if you, if you, if you don't have anything interesting to say about your problem that has a lesson, then don't fucking then don't podcast it. it. Don't, don't podcast it. Exactly. exactly. 100%. Again, I will say this again. You are background noise until they care about you. So make them care about you as a human being. And then when you have problems, they'll care about those and they'll message you and you'll get all of those. But until then, they'll turn you on as background noise and that's it. So get out of the background noise phase. How do you do that? You come up with topics that are interesting and engaging. You make people think. You make people laugh. You have fun. That's how you do that. But until you do that and build your audience, you nobody cares about your issue that you had with your husband two days ago yeah exactly and the thing is too it's like nobody really give because and here's the thing i was gonna say the same thing you said but it would be two people saying the same thing but i was gonna say um when it comes down to it you know what like you were gonna say things that could possibly offend someone because you're venting. You're not in a good mindset. Don't put that shit on the internet. If you, because you will, chances are you will say something that someone is going to not like. And there's a difference yep. between speaking your truth and just venting for no fucking reason. So, and then, you know, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, like, you know, there's a difference between talking your truth like how you and I are doing right now and just venting about you know your husband Bob who 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 is an idiot and who's a this and who's a that it's like that person that you're venting about that you're saying horrible horrible things about could be your next boss exactly or your next employer and if you put that out on the internet for everyone to see because here's the thing as a podcast, as a podcaster, you are a media outlet. Yeah. And uh, cancel culture is a thing. And, you know, Twitter likes to cancel people. So don't get canceled before you get started. Exactly. 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 So, uh, Rome, I'd like to thank you for coming on my show. What's the best for people to uh, reach out to you guys, man? Uh for us, you can email us personally, and I will send Robbie, and all of our social medias will be down. I will send, here's what I will do. I will send them all to Robbie so that he can link them all to this podcast so you guys can have them, because Quincy actually has all of those memorized, and he just runs them off at the end of the show, all that good stuff. So you can check us out on our Instagram. And our Twitter and Apple, excuse me, not Apple. We're not on Apple yet. We are on Spotify and Anchor.
Wonderful. And I will absolutely And as I said, have... I will send all the links to Robbie and they will be uh, in this uh, recording for you guys to follow us. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt they will be there. All right, guys. Talk to you next episode. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked it, please feel free to write a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you would like to shoot me an email, please feel free to do so at robieregz24 at gmail.com. Plus, if you want to send me a voice message, please feel free to do so at anchor.fm slash Robbie. That is R-O-B-I-E. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk soon.